Hello sisters, this is Ola Davis on another episode of the When Marriage Hurts podcast. I am so excited to bring you this episode today. And this is episode number 60. Episode number 60. And today I'm going to keep it really simple. Um I'm going to be sharing a story of mine, not necessarily about marriage, but something that still ties into abuse as as a topic okay so what i want to talk about today is just how abuse steals our voice how abuse robs you of having a voice whether it's abuse in marriage whether it's abuse in any other kind of relationship um but i'll say especially in marriage and or in our family of origin so for those of us that experienced you know a decent amount of abuse growing up would would also like what i'm about to share on today's episode is going to resonate with you um it all happens kind of subconsciously that when we are in an abusive environment and we have to be there for a repeated for a prolonged period of time we start to learn that having a voice can be really dangerous having a voice it, having a voice isn't um necessarily beneficial so we learn to be quiet and when I say be quiet, I don't mean like we go mute, but when things aren't right or when we feel we are being armed or when we feel that our feelings aren't being taken into consideration, we just tend to be quiet. We tend not to speak out. Because we've come to learn over time that speaking out, letting someone know that you don't like how you're being treated can have dire consequences. So the way that shows up in, in our family of origin is, you know, growing up as a child and maybe anytime your feelings have been hurt, you're not given the space to fully express that. And maybe when you do someone the courage to express it, your displeasure, the grown-ups around you um, will tell you that you're being disrespectful or they say you're talking back or any of these other things that really grown up say to children to shut them up really right and then um if this kind of persists right you might get comments like oh you're just so you're too headstrong you're too headstrong um i know from my from my own culture as a nigerian when a young lady or even a teenager 
is trying to be heard, right? Or they're trying to assert themselves. They're going to get comments like, oh, you're too stubborn. You're too headstrong. If you keep on going like this or if you don't change, you're never going to find a husband. <laughs> I'm telling you, people would get, young ladies would get this kind of comments even as teenagers. You know, like the, your whole purpose of existing in this world is to find a husband to marry. But I digress. So they would say things like that. Um, and sometimes the feedback that we get for being assertive, sometimes it's not just words or verbal abuse. Sometimes it's physical abuse. I remember, you know, growing up, I grew up with three brothers. Um, but one of them was especially violent and it, it took me years to understand that he's what's usually described as a narcissist, but you know, growing up, you just know that you didn't get along with this person. I didn't know what his problem was, right? I just knew that he always tried to kind of suppress me and suppress my voice for reasons I couldn't really understand, even when I was trying to say something that wasn't, that really had nothing to do with him, like I wasn't attacking him or anything, he always tried to suppress my voice and I couldn't understand why. And the more that I would ask why, the more I would get in trouble, like he would practically beat me up with my father's blessing, right? <laughs> My father was abusive too. So no matter how headstrong I was or how I might even say that, you know, God made me to be bold and courageous. I believe, I don't know what your beliefs are, but I believe this is how God, this is how we are originally as children, but our environment kind of molds us into something different so i feel like that that bold and courageous girl was kind of molded into something else growing up where over time i came to learn that see trying to be her trying to speak up for what you believe trying to assert yourself is only going to bring you trouble right um but i think i was fooled into believing that once i became a grown-up and i no longer had to live with my parents and i had my freedom that all of that was going to change but it really doesn't um because the wounds that we carry with us as children we don't automatically shed them away even as adults and it affects it affects our relationships as adults whether in the workplace or in a romantic relationship or even with friends that that's what I, i'm i've been trying to that's what I, i've realized recently right okay so still talking about our voices now with that kind of um experience that i had growing up 
I went into marriage with an abusive man. And so it's no wonder that when the abuse started to rear its ugly head, when I was being verbally abused and being put down and being demeaned and all of these things, I didn't expect to have that happen to me in a marriage relationship, right? So there would be times that in the moment I would be like too shocked to say anything about it. But maybe two days later, I would want to address it, right? And I would want to say something and be like, the, you know, I don't like how you treated me. I don't think you should have treated me that way or you kept yelling at me or whatever. And then my ex-husband, you know, who was my husband at the time, would completely deny those incidents, right? So this was a different way of silencing, silencing my voice. When I was growing up as a little girl, I was silenced in more obvious ways. Like I was silenced in more, I guess you could say, overt ways. So I was silenced by having someone yell at me and say, shut up your mouth or keep quiet or don't, you're being disrespectful to your brother or or I just get a beating, right? <laughs> but in marriage for me, it was slightly different because now it will just deny the whole thing. And how do you even begin to address an incident where the other person is claiming it never happened, right? So it took me so long to realize that that was just another sort of way of silencing me because you cannot have a conversation of something that you cannot have a conversation about an incident that the other person is claiming never happened in the first place um another way that i think i was silenced in marriage was just to be completely ignored <laughs> and neglected um, when I would bring up concerns to my husband at the time and say things like, well, you said we weren't going to live in this part of town for so long and that we were going to move out after a couple of years. Well, we've been here three, four, five years now. When is that going to happen? And he just dismisses me, right? I'm just not able to have that conversation with him because he just completely ignores me. That's another sort of form of having your voice silenced. So having your voice silenced isn't always about someone yelling back like what I experienced growing up or someone beating, beating you up or telling you to shut up. Sometimes it comes in the form of just being completely ignored, which signals to your subconscious that you don't matter because if you really mattered, this person wouldn't ignore you. Right, and that kind of wrecks <laughs> more havoc on your self esteem. I'm telling you, eating abuse in whatever form, whether it's emotional, psychological, is it's horrible. It's horrible because of the subtle forms with which it plays out. So that's 
being being completely ignored is another way that our voices get silenced and our brains and our mind is just conditioned to feel like our voices don't matter right and then over time you just find that you are either losing the ability to assert yourself or because your body yeah your body does play into this as well when you get that when someone or even your spouse disrespects you and shames you and demeans you you know you get this sensation in your body like this isn't right you get this uncomfortable sensation in your body but because your your mind and your brain has been trained to not assert yourself your mind and 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 your brain has been trained to believe that it's very unsafe for you to speak up for yourself you keep quiet and your body just absorbs the pain right um yeah and this is just how we live our life we just keep living our life like this day to day not even realizing that there's this thing that's happening to us that's not normal right um and then when you now want to bring in the spiritual or let me say the religious component into that it even complicates matters even further because you we're not encouraged to reason we're not encouraged to use the common sense that god has given us we're just expected to take whatever the church teaches us right and just accept that no questions asked because asking questions is taken to mean that oh you don't have faith or something or you don't want to accept god's will so we find that our voices are also being silenced in church either by then you know just outrightly telling you to shut up or being ignored or being you know treated like you're not part of the fold just because you have a voice that you choose to use right um and i'm telling you i don't think it's easy for one to just snap out of this stuff because this is something that's like years in the making right this uh habits that are habits that are formed over years um i don't know if people ever snap out of it i know that i didn't <laughs> and then even there were times that after i came out of my marriage and i learned to start using my voice again i would still find that there would be times that maybe i would feel intimidated and scared and not be able to speak up when i'm being armed by someone um so essentially there 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 are occasions where i would feel strong and assertive and be like yeah i have a voice and i'll speak up against injustice and then there are also times that i would feel stuck 
and I will be having this dialogue in my mind, like, should I say something? Should I not? Should I say something? Should I not? So it's, it's not something that maybe one takes a pill and just gets over. Personally, I know that there's still work to be done. I know there's still a lot that the Holy Spirit has to work on, on the inside of me. But I know that I'm not where I used to be. Okay, so at the beginning of the episode, I said I was going to share a story with you. I'll try and share share it really quick. Just a story that illustrates what I've been talking about. About using our voices and not being silenced. So recently, I went to a salon to get a haircut. And, you know, the guy was super late. So by the time he arrived, there was already someone else whose appointment was after mine they were already waiting as well it was the other person was a teenage boy that came in with his dad right so my appointment was supposed to be for 10 and this teen boy's appointment was supposed to be for 10 30 and then the person comes super late and he came in and you know he said hi to us and then he signaled to the teenage boy to come sit in the chair and get a haircut so i mean in my head i'm thinking i'm pretty sure this guy knows that my appointment is first you know (laughs) comes before that of this boy so i was a bit confused and i'm like why i'm sure he knows that i'm the first appointment so why is he having this boy go ahead of me like I'm not even a customer, like I don't even matter, right? And of course I fall back into old habits, so I'm I'm kind of having thoughts race through my head. Should I say something? Should I keep quiet? Should I say something? Am I going to seem problematic if I say something, you know, because here I am with like a couple of men in the salon, right? I'm the only lady there. And I'm thinking, well, I mean, I'm not in a hurry. Maybe I should just keep quiet. It should be done in 20 minutes and get to me. And and then, like, in a twinkle of an eye, I just, in that moment, I just decided, like, no, I'm going to say something. And then I speak out. And I'm like, well, how come he's getting a haircut before me? And I don't know how many of you can... I I don't know if this seems like a silly story to some of you. Maybe you don't have this problem of feeling like you don't have a voice. But I'm sure there should be at least one or two people out there that can totally relate to what I'm talking about, right? Because it felt, even though I was like a paying customer, it felt like I was doing something that shouldn't be done just by speaking up. So I was like, why, how come he's getting a haircut before, before me, my appointment was first and, you know, the barber was like, oh yeah, I just thought maybe you weren't ready yet because you were sitting over there and you looked comfortable. And I was like, what do you mean I look comfortable? Should I, do I need to come in here looking distressed for me to get a haircut? And then the guy laughs and he told the teenage boy to you know, get up and he was like, well, let me give her a haircut first because our appointment was first. And then the guy tells me to come sit in the chair and he, he goes on to, to do my haircut, for, <laughs> you know. 
like you should have done in the first place. And I'm telling you that day when I was done with the haircut, I walked out of that salon feeling like I won the lottery. And, you know, that feeling of victory for me, it wasn't about, oh, I got my haircut first. It wasn't even about the haircut. It was that I was able to push against that um, that feeling of unease, for lack of a better word to, to describe it. I was able to push against that to speak up for what I thought was right. And that just felt like such a victory. Now, for people who have never felt like their voice had been silenced, maybe this is, you know, this is just how they are by default. If someone tries to go ahead of them or cut in the line in front of them, they just speak up for themselves like they've never had a problem with that. Well, that wasn't me. <laughs> At least that's not, that wasn't the me that had evolved over the years in abuse right so it felt like such a victory for me and i thought i would just share that story with you ladies as well um I'm, i i don't know exactly how this is going to help you but maybe it would have you do some introspection and think of times that you could have stood up for yourselves or you know use your voice or something and you just felt like that voice was silenced or you felt like you know people like you weren't supposed to use your voice for anything like that and that directly affects our self-esteem which directly affects our um, belief about whether we're supposed to stay in an abusive relationship or not so that's all I have for you today, ladies. I hope that you were able to take a thing or two away from this episode. It's all about using our voices. Sometimes I know that <laughs> I know that it's it feels scary. Sometimes you need the help of a therapist to get there. Sometimes you just you just need to push through the uncomfortableness of it all right because i've been in therapy for so long now and i tell you when it was just me and two men in that salon it still wasn't easy for me i had to push through so yeah um we're heading into a new month and i wish you the very best in the month of august Thank you so much for those of you that reach out to me on social media and those of you that post on the private Facebook group, which is at When Marriage Hurts. Um, and those of you that, you know, like my posts on Instagram at When Marriage Hurts, I appreciate you all. Um, I just want you to know that even on weeks that I don't release a new episode, I'm thinking about you and praying for you and praying for God's direction for, you know, your next steps in, in, in your marriage, your next steps for yourself and what you need to do. Um, just know that I'm here for you. 
I I've been in that place where I felt stuck too and I'm out of my marriage today and I'm growing and learning to be a better person so I just want you to know that God will never leave you nor forsake you he's with you even when you feel like you are all alone by yourself in the wilderness Jesus is right there with you and he cares about you um just know that you're not alone so i'm gonna close with that and i pray that you do have a wonderful week ahead bye bye